The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Daily Witness podcast. And with me today, I have Kirian. Kirian, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Kirian has got an amazing testimony to tell. Well, we're going to backtrack a little bit. Um, he was minding his own business, and um, basically, his wife served him with divorce papers. He didn't really see it coming. He'll go into more detail about that now. now. And um, from there, he chose. He chose to fight for. He chose that he's not going to give up, and that's the process that we're going to uh, go into. We're going to dive into that. The little, the little nits and grits, the little wheels that turn, make everything work. Um, too much of the time, and uh, I really, he, he didn't. He wasn't really keen on this. That's why I appreciate him coming. Um, too much of the time, when people are facing situations, I. You know, the house could be taken away, facing debt, marriage um, falling apart, or you believing God for a child. Whatever the situation is, you need faith in that situation. You need faith that works, and faith does work. It does work, and it works every time you put it to work. But people, when they give their testimony, it's sort of um, from a 2D perspective. And you hear about the worst scenario. And then you hear how they prayed twice. It's all very, very vague. And then you hear about this outstanding miracle. And usually, nine times out of ten, that's not what happens. There's a lot more that's going on behind the scene. And so when other Christians hear this, and they also are faced with, various scenarios and they need to get out of it and then they hear their testimony and it's not encouraging it's very vague there's no i need to do this or i need to focus more on that and that's where this testimony comes in because um i walked uh Hidian through this step by step and there was a lot that i saw and uh, those are the nitty-gritty things that we're going to get into so there is a supernatural side and there's a natural side of a testimony, okay? Christians usually just tell of the natural side. And a lot of Jesus is left out. And he plays the biggest role. And how does this actually work? Well, when he, he uses a minister, and it's not just prayer, you know, not everything is just prayer. You've got to, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, little nits and grits that's involved. And so we want to talk about that and we can explain that. And it gives you a better idea of how these things work. So God has given me a heavenly vision for this ministry. You get the fivefold ministry. You get the, you get the apostle, you get the prophet, you get the evangelist, you get the pastor and the teacher. 
Not all pastors are the same. Not all evangelists are the same. Not all prophets are the same. And the same applies to apostles. So this was the heavenly vision that God gave me. What does that mean? That means this is the, the boundary in which I work. This is my job description. It's supernatural. And it's from 2 Timothy chapter 4. Verse 2, and then we'll skip to verse 5. And he says, Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. Do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of your ministry. Now, now that word exhort, and you're going you're gonna to see how that actually plays in this testimony. The word exhort in the natural uh, definition of it means to encourage. So, I exhort you to be a better person. That would be, I encourage you to be a better person. But then, when Christians are fighting, literally fighting the devil... When the devil comes on the scene, he puts a tremendous amount of pressure and you're going through a trial which is not sent by God at all. And what happens is that trial is so pressurizing, it's designed to make you fail. The devil wants to steal from you, he wants to kill you, and he wants to destroy everything that you have. That's what he wants to do. So... The word exhort in this scripture, I heard another preacher um, give a really good definition of it, and it's called supernatural encouragement. That means Jesus steps in, and he gives you that supernatural encouragement that just lifts you up because you're battling against supernatural forces, really dark forces. And in most cases, some people, they don't even know what they're really up against. And so, uh, you're going to see how that plays out now. Gideon, welcome again. Thank you uh, for being here. And, um, yeah, Thank you for having you. me. Um, yeah, it's like you said, I was a bit hesitant to share the testimony, um, purely because when everything started from day one, I always said in the back of my mind that when I come through this, not if I come through this, yeah. when I come through this, although I had some doubts, but when I come through this, I would only share this testimony if my wife was on board with it. Yeah. Because I don't want it to ever come across of me bad-mouthing her or it's a, a testimony where I could actually get back at her. Because yeah. it's not like that. This testimony is purely to show how awesome Jesus has been in the whole situation Yeah. from day one all the way right through to the end and still to this day, almost a year and a half later. His hand is still in every situation in my household. So I spoke to my wife about it. Um, she was a little bit hesitant. And I assured her that it's, it's not to embarrass her. Because it, yes. it happened. Um, uh, it wasn't a nice situation for either of us. But I can honestly say that Jesus was there from day one right up until the end. Yeah. Guiding and leading. So... This testimony, I hope it, that it encouraged somebody else, whatever they're facing, and yeah. just through the step-by-steps, listening to what we've had to deal with 
if they can find some encouragement and put some of the stuff into their situation. Yes. So a few years back, I um, got to work, was there for a few hours, and I got a call from my wife, and she asked her to please come outside to the back. Mm-hmm. And um, as soon as I got there, she handed me an envelope, and it was divorce papers. Um, it caught me at a, uh, at a surprise because I didn't... Um, I thought it might come, but it caught me out of the blue that no. I'm getting these papers now. I was in shock. I said to her, okay, if you can give me a week and then I'll go over the papers and then I'll sign it and I'll give it back to you. But I knew in the back of my mind I wasn't going to sign it. I knew. Yeah. I knew that... First of all, let me backtrack a bit. That It caught me at a big surprise because I was very arrogant in the sense and very prideful that I always assume that my wife will always be there. Yeah. So I can act like a jerk. I can say what I want. I can do what I want. She'll always be there. Yeah. And that's not the case. <laughs> no. It's really not the case. Because if you're going to act like that, yeah. one day she's going to wake up and she's going to be fed up and say, no. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And that's where it got to me. Because rewinding a bit, growing up, I did have quite a hard life growing up yeah. in f- certain situations and stuff. And that kind of made me and turned me into the person that I was at that stage. I was mm. very angry. I was very hurt. Um, like playing the victim. Yeah. But I was very... I became arrogant and prideful because I mm. thought, okay, she's never going to leave. Yeah. And that was a reality check for me. And I had to humble myself. So I got these papers and I didn't know what to do. And, uh, and before you go any further, how for how long have you been married at this point? Uh, this year we've been married 11 years. Uh, I think we were married about seven years by then. Mm-hmm. So you were yeah, pretty comfortable. Yeah, yeah. So that's why you, you came to that place. You chilled. She's not going to... Yeah. And also at that point, I worked all the time. Yeah. Got to the work early in the morning, got home, half past nine, ten at night. And we kind of lived past one another. Mm. And I did neglect her. Mm. I did. And I didn't make, again, arrogance and pride steps in where I was, okay, I'm earning the money. I'm working. Mm. When I get home, I want the house cleaned. I mm. want the, our daughter to be looked after to be fed yeah and it's not like a marriage you need to work at it 24 7 yes it needs to be worked it needs to be cherished it needs to be loved and i really wasn't portraying jesus in my marriage at all yeah and when we got married even when i was at school my i've always wanted to be married i've always wanted a daughter i used to say back then i want a daughter first i want this is the school i wanted to attend and i got all of those things but I took it for granted. Yeah. So she ended up leaving. She's, I still tried in my own strength to try and make it work, and but I didn't. So eventually when I put my pride in my pocket, I reached out to you because mm. I could see you on a daily basis and I reached out to you. And the first thing you said to me, I got a whiteboard in my office. Mm-hmm. So I have this whiteboard in my office right in front of my desk. And when I reached out to you, Trevor, you... The first thing you said to me is you, you drew like a bar across the across the, the whiteboard mm. uh, with the line down, that's zero, and at the end is 100. 
Mm. And you asked me, where do you, st- where do I think my wife is on this, this bar yeah. basically in our marriage? So I still wrote, she's probably about a 10% because mm. I think she knows what divorce is wrong in essence. Mm. But I think the way I've treated her over the years, like she's almost at zero actually. Yeah. She's not at 10. And you asked me, where do I see myself in our marriage? So I said, well, maybe I'm at about 40%. Mm. And your next words to me were, once you get mentally to 100%, mm. knowing that you are married in the natural, yes. uh, not just in the, in the spiritual, you are married 100%. When you get there mentally, then you will start seeing the results. Yeah. So from 40 to 100%, that's where the journey had to go, where I had to change and allow Jesus into my heart, soften my heart first, do the mm. work in me. Yes. So that when she looks at me, she actually sees a genuine change and she actually sees Jesus in me. Mm. And that's what I'm portraying. And that's where the journey started of almost about two years of a process where I woke up one morning and I said, I can't do this anymore. Like yeah. I literally cannot live my life like this anymore, being the person I am. Yes, I can keep using my past as an excuse and the hurt that I've had to go through in the past. I can use that as an excuse. But you got to wake up a man up Sunday because it's affecting it's got a ripple effect on the rest of your life. Yeah. So I woke up and that's why I was grateful for you because then you stepped in and you were able to break those walls down and say, okay, this is how we do it. And this is how we're going to do it step by step. And I know for some people, they don't actually have a person to talk to or a minister to reach out to. And it's so important because yes, you can read the word, you can study the word, but that word that you're studying and reading needs to come out of your mouth and mm. you need to feed off someone mm. and they need to encourage you. Um, like we've often said, iron sharpens iron. Yes. But you need that person and you need a ministry that is like-minded that will share that with you. Yes. Because yes, I had a whole bunch of friends around me and I'm getting all this other information and what I need to do, and, but I kept it quiet. Like The only person I actually really confided in was you. Yeah. And you walked a journey with me, step by step, of teaching me and showing me what does the word say. And in that process, I changed. So I had to take myself out of the situation, never mind what my wife is doing, where she is, I need to change. Mm. And once I change, she will change. Now, I just want to uh, throw this in. When you mention about the bar from zero to 100%, I could not I could not muster that up in my own thinking. And that is what people need to know. That is how Jesus operates. So when Jesus was on the earth, he said, I only I only say those things which I hear my father say, and I only do those things which I see my father do. And then he said, you know, um, when I go, you're gonna basically be doing these these things, this is how you're going to operate, what you hear from me and what you see me do, you're going to do. And um, he said that 2,000 years ago. And it's so amazing because I see, I see that every single time still to this day. So there I was, and 
I could, I, I saw that bar. I saw it. And I could, I could hear where this was going. So I'm hearing Jesus talk to me, and I'm hearing Jesus give this illustration. And then that's when I took the cookie and I drew it up on the, on the board. And like I say, every single time, yeah, I just, it's like I'm stepping back, and I, I just see the eagerness of Jesus, and he just steps in, and he helps. And that's what he did in that situation. And it was, it was there to, it was, he knows what's inside of your heart. I don't know. If you had to ask me right now, what are you thinking? I'm still going to say no, I don't know. But he does know. He knows your thoughts. He knows your limitations. He knows what you can believe. He knows what it's going to take to get you from here to there. He knows everything. And that's so amazing. And that's what he did. And it was, a, it was that process. He just got involved and he just started right there. So in one of the one of the days we were chatting, you gave me. You took the we took the Bible out and you showed me, in my situation. Where Jesus was telling the story of the the guy building the house. Yeah. He, one he built on the sand, and the other one he built on a rock. And in my situation, I had no foundation for my marriage, none whatsoever. We got married very young, uh, two years into our marriage. We had a beautiful baby girl, and but there was no foundation. Mm. But what the story says, when the storm comes, not if it comes, when it comes, yes. obviously the house on the strong foundation, it stood. And you've often said to me, you've been chucked into the deep end now. Yes. Don't be too hard on yourself. But I wanted that end result immediately. Yes, yes. And it doesn't happen that way. Yes. There are some miracles that they do. You pray now, you see the instant miracle. And that's awesome. And there's some situations where the miracle might have come in a week or a month or a year's time, but we're easy to give up. Like mm. we, we don't see it in the natural how it's possibly going to change, and we give up. Mm. And that was hard for me to condition my mind to see the end result. And that's where you've also stepped in to say, you helped and you guided me through the word, through the scripture to see that end result. Yeah. Because you you seeing divorce papers. Correct. You I'm getting seeing, yeah, yes. you you getting the pressure and it's on you now. What are Correct. you gonna do? Correct. So and I'm I'm trying to get you to look at the end result and that's that is a challenge. That's hard. And you were trying to get me to not focus on the situation, but yes. focus on Jesus. Yes. So before we started um, the chat, um, last night and this morning I pictured an artist and I, as I came into the studio now I actually saw this painting with the flowers and stuff. So my point I'm trying to make is and um, if an artist looks at a painting just this blank canvas. He actually mm. sees the end result of what it's supposed to look like. Yes. But I'm standing there looking at it. I'm like, no, there's no picture there. It's a blank canvas. Yes. And when I prayed the first time and we got together and we prayed for the restoration of my marriage, that's what Jesus sees. Yes. He sees the end result. He says, okay, Gideon, you want your marriage restored, whole, yeah. and even better than what it was before. That's what I see. Yeah. When I look at you, Although your wife doesn't live with you and you're completely separate yeah. and this this whole situation just in the natural 
was a disaster. It was really <laughs> ugly. <laughs> yeah, it was. But he looks at it and he's and he sees us together. He sees us happy, whole, restored. Yeah. And the same as with an artist, when he looks at, he can see the end result. But when he starts painting that, we still can't see that end result. Like he's doing, I don't know what he's painting. He's painting a vase. Is he painting a flower? Is he painting a man? Because it's all muddled up. Yeah. And that's what this whole process was. It, at some days, seems so bleak that I wanted to give up. Yeah. Because in the natural, I could possibly not see how this would change. And with your, and I was in a in a fortunate position where I could see you on a daily basis. I could yeah. speak to you on a daily basis. You could, we we prayed. We, we went through the scriptures and on weekends when I didn't see you, your voice notes that you would send me in that, especially when I'm in my head and I'm alone and I've got no one around me, you need that encouragement. Yeah. And the voice notes came in and it would just kind of boost me. It would give me that extra, extra energy just to carry yeah. on and see it through because it, it, it wasn't nice. No. I mean, a two-year process... Now, looking back at it now at the end mm -hmm. and the way things are now, I would do it all over again. Yeah. Because during this process, take my wife out the picture, I had such an awesome relationship with Jesus in that time. The relationship that I built up with him because of the time you're spending in word and the time you're just spending in prayer with him, that's awesome. Like yeah. if I, I, I'll do this process over. Like I'd do it over. And it was awesome just to have that intimacy with him. And I think we just, we focus so much on the end result. Yes. And the, for me as well, my focus was a lot of the time my wife and me trying to do it in my own strength. And where I forget about it, it's actually, I'm doing this to glorify Jesus. Yes. I'm sitting here today sharing the testimony because it's to honor Jesus. Yeah. Nobody else. And... When we prayed that first prayer and said, okay, let's, let's come into agreement. We're going to pray the prayer of faith. We, we're going to believe for your marriage to be restored. We're going to believe for the marriage to be made whole. We're going to believe for your wife to come back home. Did anything change after a week? No, nothing changed. In, <laughs> and, yeah. in fact, the more we prayed and the more we got into an agreement, at the worst, the situation actually started looking. Yeah. And at some days I stood back and I'm like, why is nothing working? Yes. Like, why is nothing working? And yeah, I, I often got told, saying, but she's got her own free will. Yeah. She's got her own free will. Now that's where the devil is coming in and he's messing with you. Correct. you got to stay on one track. Correct. Now, this is where a lot of Christians turn around and say, this is not working. It's not God's will. It's not so God's will. Be. Yes. And they want to give up very quickly. And that's not the time. Or, well, this is not working. I need to change things up. I need to do something different. Yes. No, you need to stand. That's what you need to do. And we prayed a good couple of times. We, had, we did breakfast and we spoke about these things. And did anything change? No, nothing. Did it seem hopeless all, at, yeah, at that time? All the time. Yeah. All the time. And that's, that's what believers need to hear. 
it seems hopeless. And you start, you start having these challenging thoughts. Is God listening? Because, I mean, at some point, something's got to break. Yes. But it's not about that. It's about can you stand in the storm? And the, the wind, I mean, right now, we can hear the wind is... That's howling. Yeah, you know, it's picking up, and it's picking up pretty bad. By this time, a lot of Christians would have run inside the house already. Now it's too cold, I, I can't do this. And then God gets the blame. You should have been the one standing out there in the field. Why did you walk away? Just because it got a little bit of windy, you know? Just because Satan showed a couple of teeth. You know, that's why I said to you, I said to you many times, dude, like you, it seemed impossible to, and I knew where you were in your thinking. And I had to tell you the truth. I said to you, dude, like really pat yourself on the back. Because if this was the first time you're learning to swim, they just chucked you in the deep end. And the fact that you're still floating around, (laughs) you know, the fact that you're still floating around, I know a lot of people would have walked away. Because like you said, it gets hard. It gets hard. What did she tell you at one point? I've got free will, you know? And that's also where Satan comes in and, Let's not kid ourselves. He is deceitful. He is subtle. He's so conniving that even in situations with me, I was thinking, maybe this is a mistake. Yeah. Maybe I should just call it quits. That's what's so subtle about it. Because he makes you believe that, listen, this isn't God's. You guys, you got married too young. This is a mistake. Yeah. And even on her side, if, if I stood back, I could see the situation where he deceived her so much yeah because all he's trying to do is all satan's trying to do is get you away from jesus yeah he's just trying to put a barrier there and when he gets that barrier high enough you can't actually see on the other side oh that's good yeah so he's coming there and he's just trying to cause division and once he's got that division there the house is going to fall the bible says yeah it will fall yeah and i had to so, yes, my wife had free will. That's 100% will. But when I prayed for my marriage to be restored and made whole, I didn't pray anything against her will. No. I prayed, we got together, we came into agreement for God's perfect will. Yes. So that the Holy Spirit aligns up with us, or we align, sorry, we align up with Him yeah. and His will for us from what it was in Genesis. Yeah. So I didn't go against and ask God, he needs to change her. We prayed, we came into agreement that her eyes are opened. Yes. And her heart be softened and her eyes being opened to what Satan is trying to deceive her and yes. rob from her. Because the, the focus here is not the free will. That's what Satan wants you to look at. Correct. Hey, you invading privacy here. God doesn't approve of this. No, we are coming against the deception. That's what's so subtle about it. And if God calls the devil the great deceiver, you can practically say it this way. He's anointed to deceive. That's a for lack of a better term. But he's, he, he's so good at it. Yes. Even Jesus spoke about it. He is able to deceive. It's possible he's able to deceive the very elect. So he, 
He's not going to come out with a flat-out lie in your face and you know it's a lie. I mean, there's no challenge to that. There's no temptation to believe that. Well, the Bible talks about Satan masquerading as an angel yes. among us. Yes, he so comes. He, that, that's, that's good what you just said there. I just want to throw this in um, so that the, the listeners can get it. He doesn't, he doesn't pull us over onto his territory. He comes on ours. He comes to us. He comes so to us. He uses everything that we know. He just jumbles it up a little bit. I mean, he even did it with Jesus, twisting yeah. the Bible. Yeah. Um, I mean, Jesus was in the desert. He twists. So he takes, Satan comes and he takes the truth. Yeah. It sounds like the truth and he twists it. Yes. So, yes, he, he, he could have, for argument's sake, said to my wife, yeah, you can be married, but you married the wrong guy. Yeah. Or yes, I'm not against marriage. But he twists it. He twists it and he turns it and he makes you start believing. And that's why having a ministry, having a person in your corner and having the word as your foundation, mm. it exposes all of that. Yeah. It just it sheds light on all of that. And and I got to a point where through hard battles and endless evenings and just looking at the situation and not knowing if it's gonna come right, I had to get to a point where through our meetings, through our chats, through the word, getting it down into my heart. Yes. And it taking root there. Because there was no roots before that for my marriage at yeah. all. There was no foundation. Yeah. There wasn't even a foundation dug yet. So we had to dig the we had to start from scratch. We had to dig the foundation. Yeah. We had to get all of that stuff. And once this word took root into my heart, it started coming out of my mouth automatically. And where you and I started chatting about it, and it used to yeah. flow automatically. And that is what we're going to talk about in the next episode. This was a good introduction, real good introduction. So you guys know a little bit more about how this came about and so forth, but we are out of time. Uh, Gideon, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Thanks for having me. Guys, I hope you're really enjoying this. Thank you for listening. And remember, faith comes by hearing, so keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast and you like what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to start a gospel newspaper. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow on our website www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you'll find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you're inside of South Africa, use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from the Google Play Store or iTunes. If you're outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Daily Witness podcast, feel free to let us know by either using our Facebook profile, Trevor Van Peeren Ministries, or by email to newsdesk at thedailywitness.co.za. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.